dribbling. Has to put it up with the buzzer. Banks it in! <laughs> the world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. Welcome back to the Kentucky Resilience Lab. I'm Sam, and today we're going to be doing things a little differently here. With today's topic being perfectionism, we've decided that this episode will be recorded and uploaded without any editing whatsoever, which is terrifying, but we're here and, and we're doing it. The idea behind it is that we want to practice what we preach. You know, I've, I've prepared, I've practiced for this, but now it's game time and I have to trust my, my preparation and accept that we are most definitely going to have some big old mistakes out here today, and, and that's all right. We're going to be okay. The biggest point I kind of want to drive home today is that perfection is not real. Perfection implies that you've hit the pinnacle of your game, and it just can't get better. And if you're going to sit there and tell me that you can't get better, I'm going to sit here and call bullshit. Stop lying to me. Stop lying to yourself. You can always be better, plain and simple. The other piece of that is that you can do everything right and still not play the perfect game. I mean, I guess a goalie can statistically have a perfect game, you know, no goals against or whatever. But are you telling me that no one hit the post? You weren't out of position at any point. Your defenseman didn't have to bail you out a couple of times. You know, you, you meant to make that save with the knob of your stick. Highly unlikely. And, and beyond that, you can do everything right and something that's completely out of your control can take that perfect game away from you. So let me let me change gears here real quick, paint a little picture for you. So the year is 20, oh gosh, I want to say 2015. Pittsburgh Pirates are playing in uh, in Washington against the Nationals. Top of the ninth and Nats pitcher uh, Max Scherzer is on the mound. The Nats are up 6-0, two outs, and they're sitting at a 2-2 a count at this point. So He's, he's one out, or I guess at this point, one strike away from the perfect game. Up to this point, he did everything right. His teammates have had his back and bailed him out a couple times. Things are just aligning out there for him. Throws his next pitch. It's a bit on the inside. Hits the batter. For those of you who, who don't know, the MLB rule is that batters are entitled to that, that first base walk if they get hit by a pitch, but only if the batter has, like, actively attempted to avoid being hit. And this isn't one of those, you know, unwritten baseball rules, like the supposed notion that a batter shouldn't swing on a 3-0 count to get a grand slam when they're already up by seven kind of thing, if you know what I mean. But, uh, you know, this is a written rule. There's no debate. It's very clear. And this batter very clearly leaned into it. He dropped his elbow directly into the pitch. It should have been called a ball, but it wasn't. And the batter got his walk. He got on base. If it would have been called a ball, would have been a full count. And like, who knows what, have, what would have happened from there. What we do know is that the second the ball left Scherzer's hand, the fate of his perfect game was completely and entirely out of his control. We know the ump's call was wrong. We know the batter put his elbow in front of the pitch. We know the perfect game was just gone at that point. Regardless, he had to finish the game, and he was still one out away from the, from the win. He held it together, finished the game, uh, finished the game with a no hitter, 
And when he was interviewed about the game afterwards, he didn't blame the ump. He didn't blame the batter. He just said, oh, I didn't finish the pitch. It's just one of those things that happened. Like, I'm sure he thought, shit, I blew the perfect game or shit, someone else blew my perfect game. But I guarantee at the end of the day, he was still probably pumped about getting a no-hitter. That's still a really big deal. It's still really impressive. And getting back to perfectionism and, and striving to be perfect in general, let's put it this way. Practice does not make perfect. Perfection comes from a combination of you doing everything right and a wild amount of external factors working in your favor. Coaching and officiating, whether the the conditions of whatever surface you're playing on, your teammates' performance, your opponent's performance, so much more. It's just unattainable. So yes, we, we all want to be amazing at what we do. A lot of us strive to be the best at what we do, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. That hunger for perfection is the thing that makes us committed and, and motivated and drives us to constantly be focused on improving, and that's great. But if we strive for perfect, we're always going to be disappointed because, like I said, perfect doesn't exist. If we focus on being perfect, we're going to start fearing failure and be overly self-critical. Our confidence will be torn in, day torn, oh gosh, see that? I would love to edit that out, but I can't. It's fine. Confidence will be torn down day in and day out, and we'll get, we'll get frustrated. We'll dwell on our mistakes. And it'll continue to negatively affect our performance and, and honestly, like our overall well-being. Now, by definition, you will perform below average throughout your season, whether it's one game or, or half of your games, whether it's by very small margin or a massive one, you will perform below your average. And that's to clarify below your average. Come to terms with that. Drop that insane idea of perfect and start striving for excellence. Strive to be impressive. Strive for your best each day, even if you know your best today doesn't match up to your best yesterday. When you start thinking, I'm scared to, uh, to mess up, I'm scared to fail, recognize it, acknowledge it, first and foremost, and then stop yourself and start thinking, I want to succeed. I want to kick ass because you, you can succeed and you can kick ass without being perfect. At the end of the day, you've made it this far without being perfect. You deserve all of the credit in the world for that. Expect a lot of yourself and push yourself to improve and and find parts of your performance that need work. But you can't expect that you'll... um, Oh gosh, where was I going? Can't expect that you'll you'll be able to have the perfect game. You know, you can't hyper-focus or obsess over performing as close to perfect as you did that one time three years ago which may or may not be a direct shot at myself. 2017 was a good year for me. Um, But this boils down to hanging on to a a positive or a neutral mindset, recognizing what's in your control and acknowledging that you don't have to play your best game to have played a good game. Give yourself some credit, you know, have a little confidence and confidence. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna try that one again. (laughs) Have a little confidence in yourself there because even when you don't play at your very best, you're still one hell of an athlete. So that's all we have for today, but um, thank you guys for tuning into our edit-free episode. Went a little better than I thought it would, but you know, just happy to be here. As always, check us out on Instagram at KYResLab, and feel free to send us 
a message with any questions you may have, any requests for future episode topics, anything like that. Have a lovely weekend, and we will see you, Lab Rats, next Wednesday. You know what? I'm going to be honest. Don't love that I just said that, but again, we're not editing, so can't edit that out. Lab Rats it is. (laughs) Oh boy. All right. We will see you guys next week.